Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Zanetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, and we are still talking about Month of the Military Child. Today, we have an exciting show for you. We are going to be joined by Mark Kelly, the director of the Michigan chapter of Folds of Honor, which is a scholarship program. Mike Price of the Department of Military and Veterans Affairs and the director of Michigan Youth Challenge. And Chad Summerfield of the Michigan uh, Department of Treasury to talk about the Children of Veterans Tuition Grant. These are great programs for children that are military connected, for children of veterans. And it's a great time to talk about it as we are in this uh, cold, warm April month. So uh, this is a show that you don't want to miss. We hope that you'll stay tuned. And as always, if you have any questions, give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. See you after the break on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We are still talking about the month of the military child, but, you know, I really wanted to talk about, um, I really wanted to talk about military children and the importance of making sure that they are getting uh, mental health and wellness uh, care because, you know, deployment is and, 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 and parents being in the military and that the rigors of that can sometimes be challenging. And those who have parents who may have served who maybe they didn't experience deployments or anything like that, but they're, they're struggling with what their parents are dealing with, you know, they need to be able to have an outlet to speak as well. But before we get into that, I wanted to talk about some of the ways that we've seen people celebrate the month of the military child. And while we're talking about this in April, it's certainly not, um, Thing, there are certainly things that you can continue to do throughout the year to make sure that you are bringing awareness um, to uh, some of the issues of the military and also the camaraderie in the group of military children that are out there that um, could be uh, comrades in arms as well. So some of the ways we've seen people celebrate is, uh, you know, April 15th was Purple, Purple Up Day. Uh, a way to be visible for everyone to show support and thank military youth for their strength and sacrifices. Um, you know, some people posted uh, website features on Month of the Military Child. You still have a week in order to be able to do that. So if you're a school and you want to promote and showcase uh, military children, this is certainly an area to do that, to bring awareness to some of the different things that children deal with um, when they have parents who served. Um, you know, publicize community events. So if there's any other events that you may have or you're thinking about an event maybe going into May to celebrate um, military children, this is certainly a way that you could do that. Um, if you still have time, schools, you can definitely host an assembly for Month of the Military Child to honor military children. Um, you could have the band there. You could have students write a poem, what it means to be a military child and several other things. Um, we've also seen um, a salute to military children at sporting events. And so and then also teachers saluting military children. So really, you know, we've been doing this thing across the state um, um, called the Michigan Veteran Connector, where we're empowering um, companies to start asking the question of have you or your family member served? I think it's a great opportunity for schools, boys and girls clubs, communities to look at asking that question about the, the participants, the, the children that are there, because you can really get insight into maybe um, some of the ways that they are, some of the things that they're doing, or even help out a family 
knowing that they're a military child. So I encourage you to uh, maybe look at your forms and look at your intake processes and start asking that question. Have you or your family member served in the military so that you can start getting a pulse on that and maybe getting connected to some of these things that are military children centric. And so we, you know, we talk about the things that, you know, people are doing to honor children, but, you know, um, I really wanted to talk about to some of the mental state of military children. Now I can speak from personal experience. As many of you know, I have six children, uh, two sets of twins. I have to always put that out there because I wasn't just popping out six kids. Just, <laughs> just had to say that, but, um, you know, um, having six children and having been um, mobilized for almost a, a year, seven days shy of a year, um, and being injured and coming back not the same mom as when I left and having a husband who was military as well and, you know, being um, gone for periods of time, that played a role in the connectivity that I have with my children, especially the ones who were the youngest when I was gone. And so um, it's really important that we destigmatize mental health, even for youth, um, and, and destigmatize it for them early so that they don't think that there's anything wrong with them. You know, there was a study that um, um, was posted in uh, U.S. Army Times back in 2015 where experts explain mental state of military children, Elizabeth Collins of Soldiers Magazine. And she talked about how 30% of children have difficulties as a result of deployment, which, you know, leads to um, an increase in depression and anxiety. It also can lead to a decrease in academic performance and in some adolescents, an increase in drugs and alcohol and even gang activity. And so um, one of the other things that was really interesting to see was that there were also reports of higher levels of suicidal ideation amongst children who have been through multiple parental deployments because kids don't know that it's not them that when you're not there. And so um, I think it's, you know, sometimes, you know, when my son was diagnosed with autism, you know, I had heard from different people like, you don't want to accept that diagnosis and all these things because now you're putting a label on your child. Well, look, you know, I accepted that diagnosis because it led to assistance, you know, and, and my son wasn't a speaking child at that time. And now he, you know, we can't get him to, to stop talking. And so early intervention is important, but even if you weren't, weren't able to get early intervention, it's important to recognize that there may be some triggers from the time that you may have been deployed or that your time in service, or maybe even your PTSD and anxiety that you may have, that your child may need to talk to someone. And it's not a reflection on you as a bad parent um, or as a bad person, but it's something that that's important. So I would say early intervention and often intervention is, is critical when we're talking about military connected children. So, you know, um, to find out more, you can definitely talk to your doctor about um, ways that you can um, work with your children. Um, you can also give us a call at 1-800-MISHFIT. That's 1-800-642-4838. We have resources that we can connect you to for mental health in the community. I know that there's Given Hour. There's some other things as well if you can't afford that. Um, but there, there are ways that we can help, and we want to make sure that you're a whole and healthy family. So um, when we come back, we'll be talking um, with Mark Kelly from Folds of Honor, the director of the Michigan chapter, about some of these scholarship opportunities for your children, ages K through college, actually, and, and actually your spouse's independence. So um, stay tuned. We'll be right back on The Veterans Perspective.
Welcome to the Veterans Perspective. Our first guest on the show today is Mark Kelly. Mark is a Vietnam veteran and the director of the Folds of Honor Michigan chapter. He was also the founder and CEO of Parallax Technologies Corporation. After retiring in 2005, he immediately began volunteering to help veterans. He helped his hometown VFW get financially back on track and trained as a service officer in Tucson, helping veterans with their applications to the VA. Mark co-founded the Folds of Honor Michigan in 2013, along with Dr. John Rooney. Welcome to the show, Mark. Good morning. Well, it's good to have you on here to be able to talk about Folds of Honor, as you know, Folds of Honor is definitely near and dear to my heart. Just for our listeners' background, Folds of Honor is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, which was founded by Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney in 2007 and has awarded approximately 35,000 educational scholarships to spouses and children of America's fallen and disabled service members. And I will say that, you know, I, I was able to meet Dan Rooney in 2009 and get connected with Folds of Honor with all of my children. And they've, you guys have really been a blessing. So, you know, for those of those individuals out there who don't know about Folds of Honor, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, the Folds of Honor provides $5,000 scholarships to our fallen and disabled veterans' families for secondary education. And, and the point of, of the founding of this organization, realizing that it's the families that also are kind of financially strapped a little bit when they need to come up with some education for their children. The other thing that's important and it is not as well known, I know Zanetta is very familiar with the Children's Fund that's within the organization that provides primary education K through 12 for supplies, tutoring, charter school tuition that, again, for homeschool or financially uh, strapped or veterans that they can keep their kids moving forward into a, a stable financial situation. Yeah, I mean, the, you, you all have some great programs. So, you know, you have that K through 12 program for those who qualify. And then you also have the ones for spouses and dependents who are graduating, going to college or, you know, going to college. So you became the founder of the Michigan chapter in 2013. Why did you do that? Like, what was your passion about there? At that point in time, they were just starting to put together uh, chapters around our country to expand the ability to raise funds for the children and the spouses. Dr. Rooney and I uh, reached out to the corporate to see what the process was. It was kind of a rough time getting through the legal process and registered and what they wanted of us. But by 2015, we're on our, on our way with some good fundraising throughout the local area in Grand Haven. And then what has happened, it, it slowly grew. And it, what has happened is that the old birthplace of the Folds of Honor, which was the Grand Haven uh, Golf Course, where the first event was conducted, changed into the American Dunes designed by Jack Nicholas. We've got so much publicity for the golf course and for the Folds of Honor. We have just exploded in the last two, three years with donations from all over the country, not just Michigan. So, it, you know, it, it was just the process of slowly building contacts and donors. And then this explosion with American Dunes was incredible. Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you mentioned golf course because that's really where a lot of the funds I mean, I know that you there's you all are partner. You're partnered with Budweiser and different organizations that do some marketing in order to raise money. But 
a lot of your funding comes through golf events, right? So there's this Patriot Golf Day. What, when is that here in Michigan? So Patriot Golf, golf Day really was the initial, it wasn't the first fundraiser. Uh, if you look at the video at foldsofhonor.org, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dan will uh, tell you his story flying into Grand Rapids and witnessing a fallen hero being delivered to uh, the family, including a four-year-old son on a dreary night. It was, it just struck him, heartwarming, tears to his eyes. And he says, I got to do something. So we went to his his family course, the Grand Haven Golf Course, and he put together, uh, I think, about 30 or 40 people and raised um, $8,614 or $13, something like that. And he says, boy, I can do something better. So as a PGA professional himself, went to the PGA and said, can I put coin boxes on the counter of all the uh, members nationally golf courses? And they said, yes. So by the time of the end of the official year of 2007, they raised $1.4 million. 2008, 2.4 2009, 3.6. Now he is a valid parity. And that's all started with, with golf. And it continues to go events, a lot of golf events. But the other thing, they have uh, other organizations that provide help to children. It could be fishing, bowling, other sports, but their, their contests are fundraisers also. Now, the Patriot Golf Day is, getting back to your question, Patriot Golf Day is Labor Day a weekend where they put the coin boxes out on the counters and for the weekend, again, ask for donations in those containers. It's still, it's it's leveling out to about $4 million a year. That's where the, that's where the golf really has come into. And in all the chapters, there's, there's chapters almost in every state now. And that's one of their big weekends to raise, to raise money also. So, you know, for those golf courses who may not, you know, maybe they don't know about Folds of Honor, this is the first time. Can they donate on that same day? Is there a way that they can do something to raise these funds for these children of those who are severely disabled, fallen, missing? Can they do that? Uh, yes. If you can donate uh, to our chapter, which is a Michigan dot, it's michigan.foldsofhonor.org. And that those funds will be donated to Michigan and they will stay in Michigan uh, for the, the funds for the children and the uh, secondary education. And then if you want to do national, then you can go to foldsofhonor.org and there's, there's donate buttons on each of those. So you can uh, donate nationally also. And you automatically, about the time you donate online, you'll get a ping in your email that you have a letter for uh, tax purposes. And thank you. Well, and just to let everyone know that if you're interested in checking out the scholarships and opportunities, there are windows of when you need to apply. But if you're interested in applying for your spouse or your dependents for these scholarships, you can go to foldsofhonor.org as well. Mark, thank you so much for coming on to talk about this during this month of the military child. And uh, hopefully uh, it'll be sunny enough soon so that we can get out there and maybe do some golfing. Uh, yes. And one more thing, we are having a pre-opening at the Folds at American Dunes for a, a golf event. They're also going to have a cornhole and some uh, early morning Bloody Mary. So if you're in the area or just want to come over and visit, you're welcome. And it's at uh, 1700 Lincoln Road, Grand Haven, Michigan. 
So come up and please, please visit and admire the, the, the uh, American Dunes, which is a testament to our fallen heroes. It's kind of breathtaking uh, and tear-jerking uh, seeing what's there. Well, thank you so much, Mark. We'll be right back on The Veterans Perspective with our next guest. Welcome back to The Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now, your host, director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to The Veterans Perspective. Our next guest is retired Colonel Michael Price. Retired Colonel Price currently serves as a senior deputy director of state operations and director of strategic planning for the Michigan Department of Military and Veterans Affairs, under which Michigan Youth Challenge falls. Colonel Price retired in 2019 after a 30-year career. His operational deployments include Operation Desert Storm, Iraq, Operation Enduring Freedom, Afghanistan, and Operation Freedom Sentinel Afghanistan. He was last assigned as a senior Army advisor to the Michigan Army National Guard on July 24, 2017. Performing these duties, Colonel Price advised the Michigan Adjutant General and his subordinate major commands on all things training, readiness, and employment for the Michigan Army National Guard. Welcome to the show, Colonel Price. Well, thank you very much, Director. I'm very pleased to be here and talk a little bit about one of my uh, treasures programs within the department. Yeah, and so, you know, we, we, we have not had any conversations really about Youth Challenge um, at this extent on the show yet, and we are we're in the month of the military child. And for those of you who are unaware, Michigan Youth Challenge Academy educates, trains, and mentors at-risk at youth in a quasi-military environment at no cost to participants, giving those young individuals the skills to become productive and responsible citizens. So, you know, that's kind of the overview of it. Um, uh, Mike, Colonel Price, could you tell um, our listeners a little bit more about the program and who it's for? Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Uh... The program is a is a National Guard, it's a federally, federally uh, run program. Uh, it started in 1993 across across the states, and currently there's 40 youth challenge programs, and we are just uh, very pleased to have, uh, I think, the best one in the country. Um, it, as you may know, or you don't know, there's about 10,000 high school graduates that choose to drop out of high school every year in the state of just in the state of Michigan. Um, and what we've been allowed to do is take some of them, a very small portion of them, and enter them into our program and then get them through uh, eight core competencies that include academics. And we've been very successful in getting almost 90% of our, our cadets per class, a high school diploma or a GED. But the program is designed to take, take these kids who can't whatever the reason is, can't make it in their normal high school setting. Either it's peer pressure, uh, they're struggling with academics, they have problems at home, uh, they have problems in the community, and they just decide that they, you know, they can't do it. They don't want to go to school anymore. And we, I think what we do is we save them. And uh, it's a volunteer program for our, our kids. Uh, they can be uh, 16 to 18 years old. Uh, they got to volunteer. They cannot be voluntold. Uh, parents can't direct them to go there. The courts can't direct them to go there. Uh, but they volunteer, which I think is a huge step in today's youth, uh, to change their lives. And that's exactly what we do with the challenge program is we transform uh, these kids who otherwise would not have made it. They would have been on the street, uh, you know, being dredges on society um, to be a very successful member of society. And a little bit about the program. 
Uh, it's a 22-week resident program, and then there's a 12-month follow-on after they graduate. So we keep in touch with every one of these graduates to make sure uh, they're, they're uh, executing what we trained them to do. They're applying all the skills we gave them uh, so that they can be successful. And many, many, many of them do, and they, they continue to be, uh, again, treasured members of our society. Well, I, I think that is an interesting number. You know, you mentioned uh, 10K, uh, 10,000 students uh, drop out in Michigan every year. And so this program obviously is not taking all 10,000 students, but, um, you know, I, I, I think there is some value for sure in a child volunteering to go because there's more buy-in, I would assume, right? Absolutely. And, and it- that, that's the biggest thing is they want to, they have to want to change just like any other person. They else can change them. They have to want to change. Uh, I, you know, just a short story. I visited there. I visit there almost every week and I talked to one young lady and I asked them, why did you come to the youth challenge program? Why are you here? And her, her comment was, and this was about six weeks into the program. She said, because I wanted to be alive, she chose to come to the Academy uh, because otherwise she thought she would not survive on the street uh, by by whatever means. So I, I thought that was a heartbreaking story of just, of just one one of our youth. Well, and the good thing is, is that, you know, we're talking about month of military child, but these none, these students don't have to be military connected. Right. They can just be a, a student. A, absolutely. And we uh, that's one of our biggest challenges is, is uh, recruiting. Uh, it's, it's a lot of word of mouth. Some of the schools don't let us in. Uh, but it's a lot of word of mouth and they knew someone who had been there before. And these are, these can be anybody, any child, you know, there's some criteria, you know, you can't be a felon. You can't be, uh, you know, um, drug, you can't be on drugs or alcohol dependency, all those, there's certain things that you cannot have um, because what we want you to be successful. Um, We want them to be successful. And, uh, but we will take, there's no connection to the military. In fact, this is not a recruiting program for the Michigan national guard or or any Department of Defense service. It's it's a program to help a youth uh, better themselves and transform. Now we do recruit some of them. Some of them choose to join the military service. That's great, but they don't. They're not forced to. They're not asked to. And that's not why we we exist. Well, that's good to know. And so, you know, what are your success rates? Because you know, understanding what the success rates are will help us to maybe you know understand what some of those uh, those uh, great things afterwards. Co- where those things come from. So what are your success rates right now? So right now in the last, uh, the last three cycles, uh, we, we've, um, we take in about 140 ish kids per cycle. We run two cycles per year and the last several cycles we've, we've retained um, upwards of 90% of them, which is mm-hmm. great. And then 90% of them earn their high school credentials. Um, oh. and, and what I will tell you is, is uh, we, we've been more successful than our neighboring states. Their, their retention rate is much lower, but we, we, we strive to retain them. Um, we have great cadre down there. Every cadet is assigned a mentor to help them through the process. You know, some kids get homesick and they just want to go home. Um, some kids decide, well, this isn't what I signed up to do. Just like in the army, I go to basic training and they don't want to be there. So there's some of that, but we, uh, we help them through the process. And what is really beneficial is when I get leaders from the department that go down there and just spend a couple hours with the cadets, uh, it really uh, helps them understand why they're there and what the importance of it is. But we have great success rates, about 90% uh, 
retention and we're approaching 91, 92% uh, uh, graduation credentials. So if someone wanted to sign up for Youth Challenge, either as you know a participant of Youth Challenge, the Youth Challenge Academy, or maybe even as a mentor, what do they need to do? The first thing I would point them to is if they go on Facebook and search for Michigan Youth Challenge Academy, there's a Facebook site. And then I have recruiters and uh, I got emails for recruiters or a phone number. Uh, the best way to get them is uh, call 269-968-1397. And you'll talk to a recruiter who, uh, and that I gave you the number of a of one of my recruiters who was actually a graduate of a youth challenge program. So he's he lived it. He understands why people come there, and he can talk them through the process. All right. And so, um, and, and as always, you can always call one eight hundred Mishfet one eight hundred six four two four eight three eight, and we can get you connected to any of those individuals if you want to either be a mentor or a volunteer. You know. Now, before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask real quick, you know, we have one of our staff members' sons attends Youth Challenge and share with me that cadets have the opportunity to qualify for some high-level scholarships. Can you just touch on that in like 30 seconds over you? Well, the, big, the, the biggest thing we offer is if you graduate from Youth Challenge, you're eligible to go to Job Challenge. And Job Challenge, we treat you, we, we uh, train you into a trade. Could be a carpenter, welder, all those kinds of things. We have several trades that the, the state needs. So that's the biggest one. And there's other scholarships available to, to these youth throughout the state. All right. Well, you know, I think this is great information, Mike. You know, I want to thank you so much for sharing this because it's it's important that, you know, people understand that this, like you said, it's not a recruiting program. It's not just for military connected, but it all, it's also something that the students have to want to do. So thanks for all the great work you're doing. And I do encourage anyone out there who's looking for an opportunity to, to contact uh, Michigan Youth Challenge Academy about mentorship opportunities. You know, I signed up to be a mentor and I'll be hopefully going to visit uh, soon. Um, but, you know, it's really important work. So thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate it, Director. It's been, uh, appreciate you having me on today. It's, it's a very important mission and I love doing it. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back after the commercial break on a Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We are joined by our final guest, Chad Somerville. Chad is the Outreach Manager for the Student Scholarships, Grants, and Outreach Division within the Michigan Department of Treasury. In his role as Manager of Outreach Services, Chad is responsible for the oversight of Michigan Student Aid Outreach and College Access Activities. Chad and the Outreach Team work closely with Michigan Secondary Schools, Intermediate School Districts, Post-Secondary Institutions, state and national organizations, and the public to promote Michigan student aid programs and initiatives. Welcome to the show, Chad. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. So, you know, we're talking about Month of the Military Child, and, you know, uh, this is, I guess, a good time for students to continue looking for opportunities for college and, you know, how they're going to pay pay for school going forward. And so, um, you know, we have this Michigan this Children of Veterans Tuition Grant that provides undergraduate tuition assistance to students older than 16 and less than 26 years age here in the state of Michigan. Um, but I would, for children, I guess it would be for children of 100% disabled veterans or 
who are permanent and totally disabled. But we'd love to hear a little bit more about the Children's Veterans Tuition Grant and, um, you know, how people can utilize it. Yeah, perfect. And um, where do I begin? There's a, there's a lot to it. It's a pretty simple process, um, but a, certainly a great program for qualifying uh, students. So the Children of v Veterans Tuition Grant, also known as CVTG, I might refer to it as CVTG moving forward. Um, it does. It provides undergraduate tuition assistance uh, to the children of qualified Michigan veterans who are deceased, totally and permanently disabled, or missing in action. And uh, it must be due to a service-connected injury or illness. Um, there is an application process with CVTG. Um, students must complete an, app, an initial application. Um, to complete the initial application or to check the status of their application, uh, they can simply go to our website, um, the MySSG website, which is www.michigan.gov forward slash MySSG, and that's M-I-S-S-G. Um, again, that's an initial application. They don't have to complete that application annually. They only have to complete that application upfront. Uh, the only application that's really required annually is the FAFSA, which is the free application for federal student aid. Um, just a couple of other tidbits regarding eligibility. So they would have had to have completed the, the, the application, the initial application. Uh, they have to file the FAFSA. Again, this is the program uh, for students ages 16 to 26. And the student must be a natural or adopted child of a qualifying Mich Michigan veteran. Um, unfortunately, uh, stepchildren and grandchildren of the veteran are not eligible for this program. Okay, and so um, how much can a student get, you know, how much up to how much a year can a student get if they qualify? Yeah, so full-time uh, full students can receive up to a maximum of $2,800. Students that are considered three-quarter time can receive a maximum of uh, $2,100. And students that are part-time, in, uh, enrolled part-time at institutions, qualifying institutions, uh, can receive a maximum of up to $1,400. So do you see students utilizing this um, the same way they did previously, or have you seen a drop in enrollment? Like how, how is usage going for this program? Um, so in looking at the entire landscape of higher ed, um, we have been no noticing significant enrollment decreases. However, with this program, um, this program has, has been pretty stagnant in terms of the amount of students that are benefiting in using the program. Um, so that's good to see that we're still getting applications for qualified students and that um, while the overall uh, enrollment in, in, you know, in the United States is, is on a decline, this program seems um, in terms of enrollees and students benefiting are is staying pretty, um, pretty even keel. So you work with student aid in general. Um, and so um, I know we had Folds of Honor on earlier talking about their scholarship programs. Can, can students utilize the CVTG grant, you know, uh, money in conjunction with some of these other student aid opportunities? Yes, absolutely. Um, so if a student qualifies for CVTG and also qualifies for, let's say, Pell Grant, um, which is a federal program, those two things can be used in conjunction, as well as if they qualify for other Michigan programs, whether it be Michigan Competitive Scholarship, Michigan Tuition Grant, the Tuition Incentive Program, 
Um, it, it really just depends on the uh, cost of attendance at the institution and what their financial need might be. So um, students cannot exceed the cost of attendance as it pertains to the student aid um, that they're receiving. So um, there are some, some calculations that are done by the institutions just to make sure that they're not exceeding their cost of attendance in terms of the amount of aid that they're receiving. But um, as long as they're not exceeding that, they can certainly uh, combine awards. So if they wanted to use children of, uh, uh, children of veterans tuition grant along with other programs, they can certainly do that. So hopefully, you know, for our listeners or our families out there, if you, if, if your student is a child of someone who's a permanent total disability um, through the VA who um, was killed in action or um, is MIA, they can not only utilize the Children of Veterans Tuition Grant, but they can also take advantage of potentially monies from the VA um, for that monthly stipend. They can also take advantage of um, some of the other programs I know um, that uh, the governor has rolled out, you know, Re Michigan Reconnect potentially can work in conjunction <laughs> with this. But I would also say, um, just as Chad mentioned, with the uh, federal grants and um, other scholarships, Folds of Honor scholarships, I mean, there is money out there for those students to be able to go to school. And um, while it may be several different scholarships to, to, to make the whole, this is a great opportunity for those students out there. Are there any other tips as we're going into, you know, college time and getting ready for college in August for these graduating seniors that you would um, maybe give for some of these students? Yes, absolutely. Um, one tip is, is to complete the FAFSA, um, the free application for federal student aid. That is a requirement for all state of Michigan programs. Um, and it's great that we're having this conversation now. Um, typically, the state of Michigan deadline uh, to complete the FAFSA is March 1st. That was recently extended to May 1st. Um, so students that complete the, the FAFSA before May 1st are considered, um, are, are given priority consideration of, of some of the uh, state of Michigan programs that we administer. Um, so that's that's one tip that I would give to students is just to make sure that that, completion, that FAFSA is completed by May 1st. It's not a hard deadline. Um, they can still complete it after May 1st, um, but their priority consideration for some of the state programs um, may, uh, may diminish a little bit. Um, other, other tidbits I would give is uh, if, if you have not made a decision yet on, on where you want to attend, um, right now is really kind of the time that students are really making those final decisions. So um, being able to compare costs at different colleges um, and, and you know, seeing what is a, is a good fit for you academically, um, financially, socially, uh, so a lot of those decisions are being made right now, and um, you know our team is certainly happy to help. Our outreach team is certainly happy to help as as students and families are are factoring in costs, are factoring in location, and um, what schools they want to go to. Where can they find out more information to reach out to you, Chad? Yeah, so our website is a great place to start. Um, for more information regarding Children of Veterans Tuition Grant, you can. Uh, visit www.michigan.gov forward slash my student aid. And that's MI student aid, all one word. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Chad. This is great information and it's timely as well. Don't forget to get your 
FAFSA information in regardless of your income um, so that you can be eligible for some of that, those grant scholarships. So thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. And thank you to the rest of our guests, Mark Kelly, our retired Colonel Mike Price. Um, you know, I just want to know, let you know that we, I know we covered a lot of information today, but don't forget that you can visit us at um, MVAA website, which is michigan.gov slash MVAA, but you can also download the podcast at wjr.com slash veterans perspective. Um, and remember um, that you can always give us a call at 1-800-MISHFET. That's 1-800-642-4838. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next week on the Veterans Perspective.